fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, what a day it has been, but we officially made it through. It is the end of the day for a Friday. You finally made it, ladies and gentlemen. Pat yourself on the back and enjoy a little bit. Have an adult beverage or just take a deep breath, whatever it is you do to relax at the end of the day. Welcome into the program. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, but we are all over the country. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching, listening, doing what you do. We appreciate you very, very much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Boy, do we have a show lined up for you today. A lot to get to because we're getting, can you imagine, we are at the end of July. We have schools starting here in a few weeks across the nation for the fall semester. We have school districts wanting to advocate for mask mandates again and vaccine mandates again and all this other garbage. We'll maybe talk a little bit about that later on in the show. Bottom of the hour, we have Joe Gilbert. He has his new book on his prediction of who's going to run for president in 2024. Do you have an idea? We'll play some of that here in a little bit. AOC, that <laughs> I can't say without without laughing, but her name is floated around on the Democrat side who could throw her name in the ring. Yes, she would be old enough by the time the inauguration happens, which means she could potentially be a candidate on the Democrat side, but the Democrats hate her, so I honestly don't see that one. So we have a lot to get to on that front, but I don't want to waste any time. I am really excited to get uh, this next guest on the program to kick off the show today. What's trending today? And I got to be honest, I'm kind of excited for, and I'm going to say this in an optimistic sense, of when we get to call her Congresswoman. But right now she is a candidate for Congress in the 3rd Congressional District for the great state of Washington. We've had her on the program a few times, and I'm happy to have her back on the show. It is Heidi St. John on the line with us here today. Heidi, how are you today? You know what? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're coming to the end of a year and a half of running for Congress, and I'm optimistic. It's a great day. It is a great day. It goes by way too fast. We have our primaries here in Kansas, where I'm at as well, coming up on Tuesday next week, as you guys do with yours there in Washington. It is flown on by, and I think every candidate starting to, I think it's starting to hit you guys, just realizing how close this actually is. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly, I think the voters are kind of tired of the election at this point. You know, you've seen signs for a long, long time. We've been making our case since February of 2021. And uh, I think that people are ready to go to the polls and vote. Right now, I'm, I'm going to turn my attention to voter turnout and just making sure nobody sits it out. Yeah, that is true. Uh, here in Kansas, we've seen an increase in the number of individuals enrolling to register to vote and showing up for early voting. What's the story up there in Washington? Are you seeing the same thing? Are, are people engaged? Are they active? And have you seen any numbers of uh, early voting or at least registrations going into primary day? Yeah, well, sadly, we have mail-in voting here in Washington State. It's 100% mail-in ballot. Mm, And so we don't get the excitement of going to the polls. They don't give us any information about, although I am starting to see information on matchbacks coming in. So we know people definitely are voting. Uh, Our office is making phone calls every single day, and we're talking to people who are telling us that they have already turned in their ballots. I'm encouraging people to uh, take it right down to the county, to the city hall, and turn it in there. Don't drop your ballot in the mailbox mailboxes were never intended to be ballot boxes yeah 
Amen to that. I only mail in voting, so you don't have any precincts open to actually go and vote in person on Tuesday. No, although most people don't know this around here, but you can go and vote in person. You can ask for a ballot. You can vote in person at City Hall. And uh, and although most people don't know that, and I would say 99.9% of them are going to drop them into those ballot boxes, most of them are situated in areas that you might expect, you know, right outside of City Hall. Sometimes we have them in schools. My main concern is that those ballot boxes are being watched. Yeah. And that uh, and that the voters are not dropping their ballots as much as possible in with post office. That is very concerning. Uh, well, hopefully it turns out decent. I uh, hopefully at least after. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of the the documentaries of 2,000 Mules and that sort of thing. So maybe the, the the active voters are engaged enough to want to pay attention and maybe have a little bit of transparency in the electoral process to make sure things are done the proper way. Yeah, and you would think that's a bipartisan issue, right? You would think that the Democrats would want there to be transparency in our elections and in our voting system, but that doesn't seem to be the case. I am noticing, though, a lot more people interested in how their votes are tallied and who is counting the votes. I don't know. Was it Stalin that said it doesn't matter uh, who votes? It only matters who counts the votes. And so we need to be very, very careful and make sure that we've got transparency. I know a lot of people here in Washington State are working hard to see that happen. Amen. Got to be vigilant uh, uh, vigilant on that front. Let's talk about how you guys are doing up in Washington. Obviously battling a 9.2% inflation rate over the last couple of months. Washington, where you guys have Seattle, where you have a lot of tech, it's expensive to already live at least in that region there uh, in the Seattle area. But how are you guys dealing with it? Are prices starting to come down? And where are gas prices at right now for you guys? So gas prices are, I think, hovering still at about $5 a gallon, but anywhere from $4.60 a gallon on up. Still ridiculously high. Inflation is crippling around here. And honestly, it's starting to make people mad. I think they're they're realizing you can lay this thing squarely at the feet of the Democrats and their Green New Deal and Joe Biden's war on uh, on fossil fuels, injuring this country from stem to stern. The Democrats are not interested in American prosperity. They're interested in diversity, equity and inclusion. And I uh, think they're going to pay a terrible price for it at the ballot box this November. They're going to have to. I mean, you can't you can't lie like the Obama administration has for the last however many months now, saying that the inflation has nothing to do with their spending from last year and stimulus payments, and then try and propose a stimulus uh, or an inflation reduction recovery act or whatever the hell he wants to call it by spending right. more money and investing more money, quote unquote, by spending more and then saying that that's going to get rid of inflation. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, nothing they do makes any sense, right? Now they want to redefine what the word recession means. So all the top economists, even the Democrats, are coming out and they're saying, hey, we're, it's official. You know, for the second straight quarter in a row, we've had all this slow growth. We're definitely in a recession. Well, what does the White House do in response? They want to redefine recession. Well, guess what? They also want to redefine what a woman is and tell you that a man can have a baby and your kid could be a narwhal, a narwhal whale by Friday if he wants to be. These people are crazy. And we need to stop sending them into leadership positions. I don't care if you're talking about school boards or your state houses or the White House or the federal government. We need to start sending people to our representatives that have common sense and want to see the American economy and the American people flourish. And that is the opposite of what the Democrats are doing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We're talking with Heidi St. John, congressional candidate for the 3rd District for the great state of Washington. Find her online at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Is there a waking up? I think I talked to you about this a little bit last time you came on the program, but after the whole Chad or Chaz or whatever the way they wanted to call it, stand in in Seattle and the movement of this whole fundamentally changing the United States, has there been a wake up call on the right side of the aisle and conservatives standing up and trying to fight against some of this movement? 
Yeah, I think so. I think my race is a really good example of that. I think you and I talked about the last time I was here, my sincere desire to see a return of what uh, of what we've always called a citizen statesman in this country. Those are normal men and women, working men and women who know what it takes to put a gallon of, of milk on the table and what it's like to have to work for a living and pay taxes. People like me who are business owners. And for the longest time, we just figured, hey, you know, we would do our part. We would and then we would pursue the American dream. And while we were doing that, the Democrats and the socialists in this country have slowly but surely been turning this country into Barack Obama's uh, nightmare of re, uh, redoing the American dream and what it means to be an American. And I think you're going to start to see my race as an example of that, of just regular men and women saying, you know what, I'm going to take a turn at it. I'd like to run for office. Let me help instead of just sitting back and waiting for other people to do it for us. Yeah, I mean, to that. Now, California did put a lot of blockades with some of the imports and some of the ships coming in from China and the other the other part of the ocean coming in and bringing imports in. Has Washington done the same thing or are you guys OK when it comes to supply chain issues right now? Oh, man, we're having huge supply chain issues uh, here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, all you got to do is go into any you go to Hobby Lobby or go down to uh, your grocery store. It's very weird. It's eerie even to look at the shelves and realize how quickly uh, we ran into the supply chain issue. And honestly, again, I think you can lay this directly at the feet of the, of the Biden administration to handle this pandemic in the most criminal way possible. And locking down the citizens of Southwest Washington, the terrible governor that we have, Jay Inslee, responsible, I think, for hundreds of thousands of medically, we, we're watching massive increases here in suicide and depression. People have lost their jobs because they didn't want to participate in an experimental vaccine program. We've got so many issues in Washington state that go back to poor leadership. I think you're going to see an absolute backlash coming up here at the first in the primaries and then in November because people feel it. They know when they walk into the grocery store and they can only find one carton of cottage cheese, something's not right. And so they're starting to see this with their own two eyes, whereas, whereas, you know, years ago, people would warn about it and it was just, oh, the pundit. But now people are actually feeling it and seeing it. Yeah. And I know, Washington, you guys have a huge agricultural industry as well there that's been under attack. I see headlines left and right to seeing agriculture from this side here in Kansas, looking at what's going on in Washington, that, that the agricultural industry is being squeezed tightly right now with all the with all the inflation and supply chain issues as well. Yeah, and it's not, it's not only inflation and supply chain issues. I mean, those are huge issues, definitely, but it's also regulation. Uh, it's the encroachment of environmentalists who, frankly, care more about pigeons than they do about people. We've got uh, people who cannot access timber on their own property here in Washington state. And we're watching our farmers struggling. There are water rights issues happening in Washington state. We're watching our farmers struggling to produce the crops that they need, and many of them being denied water rights. I mean, there's some for you to Google right there. What's happening to the farmers in Washington state? And look at the water rights issues that we're having here in the state. And again, this stuff goes back to bad leadership and the ideologies that we have been sowing into the hearts and minds of our young people through our woke education system. And they are coming out with this, uh, with these ideas. And a lot of it stems back to radical environmentalism, this hate of fossil fuels. They don't understand where is the energy coming from with all these battery-operated cars. Riddle me that. It's like this upside-down, backward world that we have taught our students in these woke universities, and now they're coming into the, the working world and starting to put these practices into practice, and they're voting, and it's hurting us. So I'm actually hoping that, uh, that we're going to start to see a turnaround in this and that people who have normally been quiet 
maybe not been involved in the political world. Maybe they just uh, didn't care. They didn't think their vote mattered. I'm actually hoping these guys are going to wake up, get up off their couches, make sure that they fill out those ballots and that they do their homework because we can't keep sending these people into government. Boom. I love it. We got just about a minute left here. Last question for you. You just mentioned the alternative energies up there, which has been a big push nationwide, but specifically because of your governor and what's going on there. Have you had any concerns about energy shortages as of right now? I mean, we're in the plain states. We've had triple digit weather and we've had the concerns of brown and blackouts because of the strain on the grid. How are you guys looking up there? Exactly the same way. And it's funny, you listen to the Democrats. I mean, I'm hearing rumblings in Washington State of them wanting to get rid of the dams. Uh, now they're, they're saying that our rainwater is no longer a renewable source of uh, energy through our dams here in, in the Pacific Northwest. It's insane. I actually spoke to a county commissioner early on in my run for Congress who said that for the first time in his life, he believes the Washingtonians will very well uh, experience uh, blackouts and brownouts, these rolling blackouts. And it's a very real thing because we're getting rid of our energy supply here in southwest Washington. And so we've got to have people, again, it's common sense. It's We can take care of the earth. We can be good stewards of the resources that God has given us yep. and still produce enough energy to keep America going. It's what it's all about. I am so happy. I'm so excited. I hope you do really well on Tuesday with your guys' uh, primary coming up on August 2nd. It is Heidi St. John, Heidi St. John for Congress.com. Heidi, good luck in the primaries, and I hope to talk to you again here real soon going into a general election. Thank you, Andy. I'll look forward to it. Hey, appreciate that very much. There it is. Boom. Solid conservatives rocking it, running all over the place, and that's another one we need to get into office. Lots more coming up on the show right here. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I can already tell the show's going to fly right on by. We have way too much to talk about, and that interview went way too fast. Thanks again to Heidi St. John coming on the program, candidate for the 3rd District of the great state of Washington. I love the state of Washington. I cannot wait to get up there sometime and check it out. We have a lot of podcast listeners up there and uh, a radio station, I believe, as well. So uh, you guys are rocking. I appreciate that. We love you guys to death. And Heidi St. John, a great candidate, solid conservative. The primary coming up on Tuesday next week in August, August 2nd. The same as here in Kansas. I've been head over heels trying to get all prepared for all of our candidates, my local program, talking to candidates left and right for the election season. It's that time. It's here. Whether we're ready for it or not, whether we want to or not, it is officially here. And I think people are excited. At least what I'm seeing a little bit from the tweet tweets I've heard nationwide, we have whispers of the uh, of massive turnout of registration higher than normal and of the excitement from the Republican side, especially turning out, making sure that these Biden administration policies don't come true. Because when you have inflation and you try to invoke an inflation reduction act, that's spending more money that causes inflation. You have lost your absolute marbles. And the fact the party's embracing it because they have to embrace their leader right now shows how delusional the party actually is as well. And people see right through it. People see right through it. And that's why we're seeing the average American, the business owner, the mom and pop, the everyday American wanting to run for office, whether it's a school board, a county commission, city council, state legislative uh, state legislative seat, or a congressional seat like Heidi St. John running to make a difference and try and stop this lunacy. We need common sense individuals. At some point in history, we started branching away and there was a split to where we had the elite start running everything and become the, the professional politicians and be in office for 30, 40, 50 years. And then you had the people that just didn't want anything to do with it because they felt like they didn't have any say in the in the or a voice in the system. They didn't have a say in the system and they didn't want to get involved in the system. They just didn't care. At some point there was a split and I don't know when exactly that split was because when we started this nation, the founders were just average people. The people that ran for office, yeah, sure, they were the intellectual ones. They were the ones that had degrees or that were the deep thinkers of the day. But everybody, for the most part, were deep thinkers. That's why they wrote the Constitution at that time for everybody to read and understand because the Declaration said, we, the people. And it was in a phrase and in a language that everybody understood. Now, most children and young adults and going through the higher, going through the K through 12 education system can't read or understand the writing of the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence because they don't know how to read that old school English, which you would think would be something that would be taught in our K through 12 system. But they intentionally don't teach curse, uh, cursive any longer. They intentionally don't teach old English any longer. So that way we don't know what it says. So when the government says that we're a democracy and that we have government rights, what did Joe Biden say that we have to yield our rights? So we yield our rights to the government. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights? I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, we're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. Mm -hmm. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. And we yield them to a government. <laughs> no, we don't. 
We don't, Joe Biden, but as long as you continue to say that, then some people will start to believe you. And eventually when that split happens and the politicians become politicians for the long term and the people become non-engaged in the electoral system for a long time, then this is the system that we get to the point to where you have the brainless, dead, ill-informed, uneducated, very unintellectual individuals like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez be the ones that potentially could be running for president, God forbid, if that had ever happened. But the Hill.com says that that is a possibility. When we come back, right around the corner, we'll talk with Joel Gilbert with his latest book on another candidate, a more quote-unquote popular candidate among Democrats that he says will be running. We had candidates on and individuals on saying Donald Trump's already running. Now we're going to have him on saying who's going to be the Democrat candidate going into 2024. All that and more coming up here on a Friday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through the program already for the final day of the week, the final day of July. I'm telling you, can you please just slow down a little bit? I have so much to do, I don't need it to be halfway through the year already. <laughs> please, I'm not ready. Don't go into the trifecta of the holiday season yet. I know we're a couple months away from that one, but we're already about ready to start school, for crying out loud. My little voice of reason, who's going into third grade, is starting school in a couple of weeks, and it blows my mind that we're at that point already. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch here for The Voice Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the program, all over numerous radio stations, TV stations, and the online uh, access as well. We always appreciate you trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag wherever you may be watching or listening. So we've talked about, we talked with Heidi St. John at the top of the hour, congressional candidate for the 3rd District of Washington. Uh, the potential of AOC throwing her hat into the ring on the political front, trying to run for a higher office. But are there more viable candidates? Well, AOC may try to run for president in 2024, which I find is very cute. She doesn't have a whole lot of support outside of her little niche of crazy left-wing radical socialists. Outside of that, the Democrat Party hates her. The rest of America hates her. She's a very unpopular candidate, except for her little niche. Now, I guess if you get into your echo chambers, then you seem like you're a very popular individual. But once you step out of that echo chamber, you kind of get hit with the reality check that not everybody likes you. Jump on to talk radio for a second, see how all well that works out for you, because sometimes you can see how unpopular you are when you start getting hate emails, which, by the way, you can send to it, who's your media network at gmail.com. <laughs> 
But who's a more viable candidate in 2024? Let's have some fun with it in our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. And excited to have our next guest, but he's come out with a trailer to his new documentary that is officially out as of just a week or so ago. Who could this be? run Michelle Obama. And if they do... Welcome, Michelle Obama! Michelle Obama is the most popular woman in America. You know I hate politics. You can forget about the disclaimer. I'm convinced that Michelle Obama is running for president in 2024. Oh my, could it be? Are the Obamas back? Excited to have on the author of the book, Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power. Also the director of the new documentary as well called Michelle Obama 2024. Joel Gilbert on the line with us here. Joel, how are you, my friend? Okay, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on very much. This is uh, intriguing yet scary all at the same time. Are the Obamas really trying to make a comeback here? Yeah, I don't think the Obamas uh, ever left. I think there's a pretty good argument to be made that they inserted all of their uh, you know, personnel that were in the White House with them in the White House now. Susan Rice, head of the domestic agenda, uh, Samantha Powers, you name it, they're all there. And I have no question that uh, Obama is deeply involved in the current administration. I think people kind of realize it is the third term. And I believe that uh, Michelle Obama has been preparing to run for president and is preparing uh, to declare for president, I think, sometime early next year. Wow. Now, like you mentioned, a couple of polls that, number one, she is ranked the most popular woman in the country right now, which still blows my mind because I don't understand why and what she's actually done. But then she has made that comment numerous times that she's not interested in politics and doesn't want to be involved in politics. Why do you think that she's wanting to run? Yeah, well, Michelle is a very political person. This uh, documentary I came out with and book, uh, both called Michelle Obama 2024, by the way, you can get it on SalemNow.com. You can watch the movie or uh, get the DVD and then the book on Amazon.com. Uh, you might remember that Michelle is a very political person. Back in 2008, uh, in the presidential campaign, she was holding these huge rallies every night, giving these long-winded speeches, and she actually went too far over the top. She said, uh, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country. And that was so much bad backlash, the campaign kind of reined her in and said, look, you don't want to be like Hillary where you're just so political and people are going to hate you. Uh, let's just say that you hate politics and you just want to be the mom-in-chief. Yeah. So she agreed to that and she kind of took a step back. So she's had about 15 years of all positive publicity, all the magazine covers, talk shows, you name it. But if you look at her Twitter account, she's very political all the time. And I make the argument that she's following the exact same formula that Barack did to become president. Mm. Barack had a a voter registration organization way back in 1992 called Project Vote. Michelle right now runs When We All Vote. Barack was the keynote speaker for the Democrats for John Kerry back in 2004. Michelle was the keynote speaker for Joe Biden at the 2020 uh, virtual convention. She introduced him. And, of course, Barack based his candidacy on his personal story. He wrote his book, Dreams from My Father, best-selling book. Michelle did the same thing. She wrote Becoming in 2018. That's also a movie on Netflix. So I see her very much following what Barack is doing, and she is a very political person. The I Hate Politics was just kind of a cover thing to hide years of intense political activity. It sounds like the foreplay that, that women love to play. Oh, no, just kind of the, oh, don't hit on me. Okay, I guess you can. And it sounds like that's what she's going for in the politics here. Talk about her her previous life, though. And kind of growing up and where she got to this point, how obviously her and Barack Obama met, and yeah, her political experience before getting involved with uh, Barack. 
Yeah, well, I go into great detail. Uh, there's been about six biographies written about Michelle, and they're all just very reverent. They just kind of repeat what she says. Now, Michelle's been telling stories for years of being held back in life because of her skin color, being uh, always told you can't do things. She, she's been peddling these stories of uh, racial discrimination, really just to manipulate black voters with these phony claims to earn their sympathy and votes. So I did a deep dive. I actually talked to her classmates from elementary school, teachers, high school uh, uh, classmates, college professors, you name it, even her mother, and I have a very different picture of Michelle Obama. She actually grew up not even on the south side of Chicago. She was from South Shore, which is by the Lake Michigan, a very nice neighborhood. And it was a very privileged background. Her father was a precinct captain working for the Democrat Party machine in Chicago. So she kind of grew up in this political family, and she spent her early childhood just kind of running away from the black community. She was always going to study at these exclusive schools, Then she blatantly lies about it. She says, oh, I went to the neighborhood schools. No, she didn't. She took two buses an hour and a half away to go to exclusive school. Her brother went to a private Catholic school, even though the family wasn't Catholic. And then I really go into uh, Michelle's working career in Chicago, how she sold out the black community, working for the mayor of Chicago, Richard Daly, for example. She was the assistant planning commissioner when they were knocking down the projects. She made about 20,000 blacks homeless uh, near downtown and gave away the property to these Democrat donor real estate developers like Tony Resco. And then having proven her callousness, she was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center, where her job was to prevent the Southsiders from using the emergency room. She would actually put them in vans and dump them at these horrible neighborhood strip mall clinics so they couldn't have access to health care. So Michelle has a very uh, shameful history of selling out the black community in Chicago. And in politics, she pretends to be one of these ordinary black folks that she uh, spent her life exploiting. So my film and book go into great detail about her real life story. It really sounds like she's been an elite from the very beginning then as a child. Yeah, she's always been an elite. She hangs out with elites. Uh, She really has no experience with the black community. She has no experiences growing up with with black people. Her only experience she does talk about is getting beat up by black kids who accused her of acting white. They accused her of talking (laughs) white, acting white. In her book, she writes about getting in a fist fight with this girl who was calling her an Oreo, meaning black on the outside, white on the inside, a big insult. So that's her real experience. uh, But she wants to get minority support. So she makes up these stories. One of them that I expose, she's been telling for like 15 years, about her high school counselor racially profiling her as regards applying to Princeton University. She says that the counselor said, you're black, maybe you're stretching trying to go to Princeton. And it turns out, I found out the, uh, the counselor is a church-going Baptist black woman. So the idea that she racially profiled her is just nonsense. So um, wow. Michelle, you know, she lives in Martha's Vineyard now for a reason. It's because that's what she's always been about. Yeah, it's always been about that elitism. We're talking with Joel Gilbert. The book um, is Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Also, the new documentary. Go and check it out, Michelle Obama 2024, which you can find online at michelleobama24.com. we got just about a minute and a half left here, Joel, but i got to ask you, the popularity of her on the Democrat side. Democrats are looking for the leader because Hillary Clinton has run her time, even though she's trying to come back. Nancy Pelosi has run her time. Joe Biden's run her, run his time. 
Who is the future of the Democrat Party? Who will be that face? And is it going to be Michelle Obama? I think it is. The Democrats are purging the older white elite crowd. Uh, they got rid of Andrew Cuomo. They want Biden out. I don't think they're interested in Hillary. And Michelle just checks all the boxes. Female, ethnic, you know, somebody that, that she can appeal to nostalgia. Remember how much you love the Obama years. You know, I can bring us together. She's just immensely popular. And I think it's just a dream of Democrats that she run for president. And I think that's, uh, that's where they're going. Uh, she's if you look at her Twitter account, it's all politics, and I think she's going to kind of lay back a little bit. But by next spring, I think Michelle Obama will be announcing for president. Wow. Do you think that Hillary Clinton will run up against her and try and challenge her? No, I don't, because Hillary is already 75. She's already twi- tried twice. She not, doesn't have much popular support. Uh, Michelle Obama has over 100 million uh, followers on, on different social media, and that she is really the the future of the party. The future of the party. It's MichelleObama24.com. Go and check it out. Get the book. Watch the documentary. It's going to be a must-see as we plan for the 2024 presidential elections. Joel, I love the stuff. I appreciate you coming on the program and talking about the stuff. We'd love to get you back on again here soon. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, appreciate that very much. Interesting stuff right there. There it is. Is Michelle Obama the future of that Democrat party as they're still running and pulling the strings behind the scenes under the Obama or the, the, the Biden administration? What's the future of them, and will she jump in? Is it going to be early next year? And could we see a Michelle Obama and Donald Trump run in 2024? Oh, my. We'll see how that one goes. We'll take a break, wrap up the program, get your thoughts on this and more for the final portion of the Friday episode of The Voice Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Could you imagine, if you will, close your eyes unless you're driving, don't close your eyes then, but could you imagine for a second... The campaign ad, the announcement of Michelle Obama running for president in 2024. I, the, uh, you know, hope and change. We're going to fundamentally change all the same damn rhetoric that we heard during the Barack Obama administration and their campaigns for how many years that we'd have to deal with all over again. Hope and change, trying to change things back. I don't know what you could change, though. If you're going after the Biden administration, you actually support them because you're the ones pulling the strings behind that one. So what it be? Let's keep doing the same thing just a little bit further. Taking things to the next level, pushing the boundaries beyond what the American people actually enjoy. That would be interesting, but I do have to agree. I think Michelle Obama, unfortunately, is the strongest candidate on the Democrat side, and she is a very dangerous woman. She is a very dangerous one. Don't give me the crap, oh, because she's black, you're just thinking she's racist. No, she is probably a an extremely rad. I know she's an extremely radical individual. She's probably one of the most dangerous, most viable Democrat candidates that are out there. It's whether she actually chooses to do so or not. And as Joel said uh, with his book, uh, Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power and the documentary MichelleObama24.com, which you can watch it there. And I highly recommend you do that. I agree with him. If she does choose to run, she will be a reckoning force that we have to deal with. We were not able to stop the Obamas in the prior administrations. How are we going to stop them this time? Would Donald Trump be able to stop them? I don't know. They're both very controversial candidates. Both of them, either you love them or you hate them. The problem is Michelle Obama is kind of like the new age Oprah. Everybody loved Oprah. Everybody loved Oprah. She was like the most popular person on the face of the earth. Michelle Obama, on the political front, she is the Oprah. Everybody on the Democrat side loves her, and everybody that's non-political thinks she's just the wonderful person in the world. Now, the media gushed over her about being the most elegant first lady that we've seen in years, obviously because that was coming after the Bushes, and how dare the Bushes even be in there, because George W. Bush and his wife were like the most evil human beings on the face of the earth. And then when Trump got into office, they tried to go after Melania Trump, but that didn't turn out well, because Melania Trump is way smarter than Michelle or any other first lady <laughs> that we've seen in a long time. Uh, Melania Trump, what does she speak? Like four or five or six or eight different languages? Extremely smart. And she just went about her business. She didn't do a whole lot of interviews with the media. She just went about doing humanitarian work, helping children, going around the world doing stuff. And they tried to attack her, and it backfired every single time. Michelle Obama, though, I don't think she was that eloquent, eloquent and she was kind of a loudmouth. When she did speak, although she tried to keep it quiet for the most part, and everybody loved her about how being the most professional, the most eloquent, the most beautiful first lady out there. And if she runs, you know, you know that the tide has turned for the Democrats and that they are now exposing their true agenda, bringing back the Obamas because the Obamas were able to get things done. 
the way that whether we like them or not, which obviously as conservatives, we don't like the Obamas, not because of human beings. I mean, they could be the coolest people in the world. Barack Obama liked to fist bump people and smoke a cigarette to look like he's cool with his feet up on the desk. I get it. He's a cool dude. You know, might be fun to have a beer with. I don't know. Probably not because I wouldn't be able to like stop yelling at him for all the stupid stuff that he did. But politically, we disagree with them and we do not like them politically. Remember, as conservatives, we separate the emotion from the policies and the human being essence uh, completely separate. So they could be the nicest person in the world. Doesn't mean I would support them politically. Mitt Romney, nicest family in the world. Super cool people. Wouldn't vote for him. Not going to vote for him. And shame on us as Republicans for nominating him as the presidential candidate against Barack Obama, an extremely popular guy to an extremely unpopular guy. And we saw how that one turned out uh, in the election of 2012. If Michelle Obama runs, she is going to be that driving force again, and the new face of the Democrats will take hold. And they will rebrand the Democrats, and they will run with it with their legacy, and those that run behind the Obama administration, and the ones that partner up with the administration, and those that have supported them forever, and their little clique, that will be the new face of the Democrat Party. Are you ready for it? Here's the good news. I don't think that she's going to win a whole lot of the black woman vote because she's anti-gun. You know, the biggest demo of gun owners right now, the largest growing demographic of gun owners are black women because they're tired of the crime and they're tired of the uh, shootings in their communities. They're tired of being victims. They're tired, to ha- they're tired of having their kids taken advantage of and uh, having shootings and going missing or getting arrested or getting in trouble. The largest demographic of gun owners that's growing right now are black women. That's not going to go over well with the Michelle Obamas if she ends up running or getting her face back into the political realm. So we'll see what happens. Until then, we're going to focus on the primaries this year, coming up here in the next few weeks, and the midterms going up in November. And that's what we're going to focus on next week. So until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media